podcast for hairdressers. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Just Jay-Z podcast. It is Stu freaking Styles here, and today I'm super excited about today's episode. I love getting all the juicy details from crazy experiences in people's <laughs> lives, and I have my girl Jessie here, my Woo! co-host, and I'm going to be digging into her and our girl Mariah's divorce drama. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so today's episode, I'm going to be digging into these girls' relationships with their ex-husbands so I can get to know what they were going through before the divorce and during and even after how it's affecting their lives today. I'm really nosy, you guys, and when I ask questions, I want detailed answers. <laughs> if you're not scared to get this party started, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. So we do have a special friend with us today. Today's guest is someone super close to me. She's worked with me since my first salon and has been one of my best friends for even longer. She's traveled around the world, including China, with me and my family, and has never failed to be there when I needed her, especially last year when I got divorced. She gave me some of the best advice on how to hold my life together when I thought it was completely falling apart. She got divorced right before me and went through all of it right before me, so it's been really helpful to go through that together. Jay-Z fam, please welcome Mariah Jones to to today's episode. How do you feel? I mean, this is very interesting, but to be honest, I was telling Jess earlier that I think this is a lot of things that like need to be said Mm -hmm. and a lot of stuff needs to come out as far as just helping other people. And so this will be good. And I I definitely want that to be like what today's episode is about. Like if you're going through this or experiencing anything these girls have went through, definitely like take advice, like learn from their mistakes or like what they would have done different in their experiences. So it's not really going to be like a tea time or anything like that. It's going to be more of like just sharing experiences and trying to help people who are going through that. Well, and I, I'm really glad we're doing this because when I announced my divorce and all my baby daddy drama, which we'll probably get into, I got so many messages of people being like, you know, thank you for posting this and being real. Cause it helped me get through my situation, yeah, you know? Definitely. So I love that we're doing this cause we both have advice that we can give others. Well, and I've had like random people, not, I should say random people, but people that I really don't know super well that have reached out to me like privately and mm-hmm. asked questions. And so I think it's, I mean, I'm usually just kind of private about it. Yeah. Unless you ask me, I'm pretty open. Yeah, about it. you are. But Publicly, I'm just kind of keep it to myself. So this yeah. will be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I find it so like interesting, like, Obviously, like divorce isn't a good thing, or I guess it can is like a it can be a like, like a double edged yeah. sword. Yeah, double, definitely is a double edged sword. Yeah, and so like I find it interesting because my entire life my parents have been divorced, and like it's all I've ever known. Mm-hmm. And like I know there's a lot of people out there like that, so like it's cool for me to like today like ask you guys about your experiences and what y'all have went through, and I can kind of like maybe like understand like even like what my parents went through, like me growing yeah. up and everything. So let's start off with. Mariah, how did you meet your ex-husband? Oh my gosh, this is so like cheesy. <laughs> such a Utah but, story. Um, uh, it's such a Utah thing because I met him on Tinder. So. <laughs> the good old we Tinder. Met on Tinder, and he honestly like he started talking to me, and I kind of just played it off like, oh whatever. And then I, my mom was going through cancer the same time, mm. so I remember the day he called and asked me out and I was kind of surprised that somebody called me to ask me out because these days people just kind of text snapchat yeah hey shawty let's get dinner (laughs) so it was it's not even that it's like you up at 2 (laughs) a.m yeah so he called and it was just like really shocking and so it kind of definitely like impressed me that he did call and ask me on a date and so that's how we met was so crazy and you know (gasps) And then and six months married. later, you were married. Uh, <laughs> six months later, I was married. I definitely, that is things that I would probably say to um, advice mm-hmm. is date longer. Um, all four seasons. Yeah. We dated in the winter. And for some reason, my ex was super like into yeah. the winter, super happy, which is completely opposite from a lot of people, I feel like. Yeah, usually they're depressed. Yeah, the they're like completely depressed. And so we, by the time we got married, it was summertime and I'm a huge summer person and he was a vampire. Oh. <laughs> he didn't want to go out. He wanted to stay inside. Yeah. I wanted to be out in the pool, swimming, boating. And I remember we went to like San Diego and he slept the entire time didn't want to come out so crazy and i had to defend him the whole time to my family and be like 
making yeah. up excuses and and it I'm really at the end of the day it's just that you guys were so different but you didn't yeah. know that yet and and I yeah I was way too quick and there were definitely things that I think I should have paid attention to but I didn't <laughs> And we'll probably get into those later. So. <laughs> um, what about you, Jess? Um, so I met my ex-husband in junior high. So we met in like seventh grade. We had had a class together and I thought he was like super cute. And then throughout like junior high and high school, we would like go on dates like here and there. Like he was my first date when I was 16. Um, and then we had just hung out in groups, like never really dated. And then after high school, he was going to go on a mission for the church and in the LDS culture, boys go on missions for two years. And right before he left, he was like, we should hang out. So we went on like two dates. Um, and then he left for his mission and then we reconnected during his mission. We would write back and forth. And then when he got home, we started dating and then we got engaged and got married. And I think we need to also throw in a little backstory that me and Mariah met through our ex-husband. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're going to come up with little like code names for our ex-husbands just because we want to respect their privacy. And like Stu said, this is not like spilling tea or bashing. We're just telling our experiences. So to respect their privacy, let's call them... Even though people know you. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows my ex's <laughs> yeah. name, but... <laughs> um, Wait, is your maiden name, honey? Yeah. Yeah. No, no it's her middle name. middle name. Sorry, but Jones. it's my mom's maiden name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Isn't that I'm so say, cute? Like, what's Winnie the Pooh's name? We can call him Winnie. Winnie? Just Winnie, call the... him Winnie. Okay, how about yours is Winnie and mine's Tigger? Okay. Okay, because they were best friends, right? Were yes. they friends on the show? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know. I should know more of the history, but I don't know. Yeah, well. Um, but Winnie works. Yeah, okay, okay so, so Winnie and Tigger. Yes. So Winnie and Tigger were friends in junior high. So, like, our ex husbands grew up together. And I married my ex husband, and then. Winnie started dating Mariah and he brought her to my ex-sister-in-law's wedding. Yeah. So we met at her wedding yeah. and, and I've just gotten you had just gotten engaged. So mm -hmm. we're like, oh, this is his fiance. Yeah. And you know what things sticks out really like a lot to me is I remember you saying, I'm really surprised because, you know, somebody's actually dating Winnie. And I, and I just took that as a compliment almost yeah. like, yes, I am so special. And I'm just awesome. And you tied him down. You got him to settle yeah, down. Like everybody kept saying that. And little did I, not little did I know, but there was definitely more behind it. I mm -hmm. think to why people kind of kept saying that. And I just took it as, oh, I am the best. Yeah. I'm so cool. <laughs> I love that. See, those are red flags you don't see till later. Yeah, exactly. So um, like how long into the relationship were you like, how long were you married for whenever you like started seeing like, whoa, like those red flags that like people were trying to bring oh, up to you? So my family started seeing it when I got engaged oh. and I didn't listen to him. And the big things that they kept saying were, he puts his friends first. He puts his friends first. Yep. That he whole yeah. Winnie the Pooh crew. <laughs> <laughs> you need to yeah. pay attention to that. He keeps putting them first. You don't come first. And I just, of course, you're going to defend it. You're going to, you know, push it aside. And I kept saying, nah, it's not, that's not true. So I think honestly, probably within a couple of months is when I started to be like, what is going on? Because also with like the church and all, you don't live with them before. So yeah. when I got, when we were dating, he would send me home at midnight and I took it as like, oh, he's, you know, trying to get me to sleep and just like taking care of me and taking care of me when the reality was he would be up gaming till two, three, four in the morning. Yeah. And I didn't see that until I got married. And then all of a sudden I'm going to bed by myself mm -hmm. and he's gaming away and waking me up because he's screaming. screaming. <gasps> and so I just like, he would kind of threaten divorce a lot which kind of, I learned in a class, you never throw out that word. Mm -mm. Don't ever throw it out a word, but he always would be like, well, we might as well just get divorced. Yeah. And that kind of- It's like a control me. tactic, oh, like dangling 100%. it over you. Yeah. And, and I think now I realize more like how manipulative a lot of things were in a relationship. So that was a huge thing. So it kind of was early on that it wasn't till a year and a half when we finally- when the moment happened and he actually, so that's the difference between, you know, yeah. Jess and I is I got told, I kind of got served the papers mm -hmm. and I was told, and the thing that happened was, and it's actually crazy because it happened around this weekend. Uh -huh. So we separated 
There was a big fight. Was this three, four years ago? Four years so ago. So four years ago this weekend, and we're filming <laughs> this, this podcast. Whoa. I know. So, Happy anniversary. <laughs> so there was a huge fight, and I ended up actually calling um, Tigger <laughs> to help me out because I didn't have a car, mm-hmm. and some things had happened, and so I called him up and asked him to come pick me up and take me to my parents. And I finally laid out everything that had happened for like the last year and a half in my marriage. Mm-hmm. We've been going to counseling, but it was not going well. And I remember telling Jess, like, yeah. I don't know why my counselor wants me to game with him. I don't understand. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. She would give you the weirdest advice. She and we would, were like, that's strange. But there was a reason. But there was a reason behind it. So she would just tell me to game with him. She would tell me to let him do what he wanted to do. And I was so frustrated with it. And so we separated and then he was like, this is the best thing for us. This is what we need to do. And then one night I was driving home and I got a call from him and there had been a conversation between his friend and his friend's wife, who's now an ex-wife. Yeah. Who Welcome said, to the club. Girl. Yeah. So many divorces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so who said that me and Jess had done something to this wife and we had like ganged up on her or something like that. I can't even remember. I don't remember was, either. But I remember that's what set him off. And he was like, I, I have an appointment tomorrow with a divorce lawyer. This is it. Like, we're Which dying. is another example of him putting his friends before you oh, yeah. and not even hearing your side of the story. And 100%. Just, and yeah. I was kind of shocked because I, he didn't even give... Well, first of all, I didn't think he would have taken this wife's side over me, mm-hmm. but he clearly was just done with it. And I don't even... I, I don't even know. It must have been something so petty because yeah. I don't even remember what it was. And then I asked him to go to counseling the next day and he didn't show up. And then he showed up with the papers... Mm. with the wrong birthday by the way (laughs) so he didn't have my birthday correct so he had to redo them and then he sat there for like a couple weeks not hadn't filed them for a couple weeks he kind of hung it over me for a Mm -hmm. while used it as a manipulation together Mm -hmm. yeah she stayed with him and i remember being like what are you doing okay and so everybody was like you're crazy why are you staying with him and there were a lot of reasons why i stayed with him living there i should say one we finally i finally said we're filing so we ended up going to the courthouse together to file our first round of papers yeah and then i stayed there because i hated the poor you like mentality i didn't want to be at my house Mm -hmm. i didn't want people judging me for like laying around not wanting to go out and so i just lived there i mean we had separate bedrooms and I didn't want to say goodbye to my dog. Yeah. I didn't want to leave my house and like my comfort. And honestly, we were fine. Like mm-hmm. during our divorce. You guys were friends. We were friends. We really didn't do much together, but like we would do stuff as a group. Yeah. You would like come like, to, to stuff together. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. If only it could have stayed that way. <laughs> I don't know if I uh, wanted to be that Yeah, that's that. true. <laughs> so we would be, we were friends. And then when the final papers and he kept saying this was another kind of like manipulative tactic mm-hmm. is he would say, you know, maybe after six months, we'll reevaluate. Like after our divorce is finalized, we'll go six months. Get remarried. And, <laughs> yeah. So and weird. then we can just see where it's at. And to me, I took it as, so you just want to go do whatever you're going to do. Sleep around. Be single. Drink, be single, do whatever. And then come and have a marriage again. And I just was like, no, once this is it, this is it. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not going to do this. And he kept saying, okay, then this wow. is what we need to do. And then I packed up half my stuff because he was very kind at the time. I have quotes um, <laughs> to let me keep some of my stuff there until I figured out where I was living. And that all went downhill very quickly oh. because he one day called me up and said, I have 24 hours to move out. You need to come pick up your stuff or else it's going in the garbage. Oh my God. And I said, well, I want your current girlfriend not to be there. Yeah. Which I met the other day. That was was funny. (laughs) And um, I want her not to be there. And I want to just go through my stuff myself. Because I felt like I should have the right to do that. A hundred percent. And he said no. And he threw my stuff out in the garbage. Oh my gosh. 
that was the start of the craziness after my divorce. Yeah. I, think everything I actually think after the divorce, it got crazier worse. than during. Way mm-hmm. worse. And I thought during the divorce would be the hard part. Mm-hmm. And even just during the marriage, I thought would be the hard part. It was for sure after yeah. the divorce. The yeah. aftershock. Yeah. After an earthquake. Yeah. Um, what about you, Jess? What was the question? Uh, what were your red flags at first? Oh, okay. So... When we first started dating, um, we were kind of long distance because he lived two hours away. So we saw each other on the weekends here and there. And I didn't kind of like with Mariah's situation, we didn't live together. So I didn't see like fully what I was getting into. Um, and I think now, like I am the biggest advocate for like living with someone before you get married because you see little habits and you see how they do things. And you know, even if it doesn't make them a bad person, you could be so different and you just need to know that going into it. So, um, I didn't really know that he also had a gaming addiction, just like, just like Winnie. Um, I did hear from some of his family members that he had a gaming problem, but I just kind of brushed it off because I didn't see it. And then when we got married, I saw the gaming too. So it was lots of late nights screaming at the computer, um, them just gaming constantly. I actually experienced yeah, that too. You the short time that I lived with both of you. Yeah. You you saw it firsthand. And yeah. my sister lived with us for a year and saw it. And I think the more people in my life that started to see it, like Bailey was realizing it because she lived with me and then you saw it. And like my family was, you know, that's when I started to wake up and be like, oh, like I shouldn't have to defend this so much, you know? And I think one of my hardest things was in arguments about like the gaming and like other things he was doing that I wasn't okay with, it was always twisted back to be my fault. Yeah. Or, you know, justifying that problem. It's not a problem. Like, you know, and so that was probably the beginning for me is that, and you know, the, so Mariah's ex-husband and my ex-husband were friends and they had this whole group of friends that had grown up together since junior high. They were all gamers. And I think that they enabled each other for sure. Because I think they realize it though. I I think think they know now. Yeah. Well, three of them got divorced because of this other reasons, obviously with each relationship, but this was one of the main problems. And you know, they all just kind of like clung to that 15 year old mentality in this group. Like we were talking about this earlier, like on their boy nights, you know, a lot, lot. instead of going to like Buffalo wild wings and like watching a game, it would be, let's bring our computers and sit in a circle and game all night long. And it wasn't just laptop guys. It It was was the desktop. Everything. They would haul so much. Yeah. And then they would bring like their card tables so that they had something to put their like, mm-hmm. computers on. and have a sleepover. Married men having sleepovers okay, they really didn't to game. Sleepover they they would game all game night. Yeah, whole, and then they would come home and then they would sleep. Yes, exactly. So, and that was a problem for me. So yeah, I, you know, like this isn't to trash them, but that just was not the life I wanted. I'm no, sure it wasn't what you it wanted. Was not what I expected. And to, I mean, for instance, there's a couple of situations that have happened with the gaming. Where yeah. I called one time and I had a flat tire mm-hmm. and he was in the middle of the game and couldn't come get me. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. There oh. were other times where we would be spending time spending together. Spending time together and the friends would call him up and say, Hey, we need you. The boys need me. I gotta go. The boys need me and then he would <laughs> peace out. There you yes. go. I had a situation like that too. I was moving a couch out of one of our rooms and he was playing a game. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna do it myself, whatever. And then I was struggling, so I called him. I'm like, Can you come help me move this couch? And he flipped, like, I'm playing a game. Like, why couldn't you have done it before I started? Yeah. And just little things like that. It's like because they can't stop that mm-hmm. game, like the game that they play, you, you can't, can't stop just it. Pause it, and so. I but that's that, where the addiction starts yeah, too, is they have to finish frustrating it. Frustrating because you would need them, and then it kind of. You were a back burner. Yeah, yeah. it was hard to be second choice to a game. Yeah, for sure. Okay, question two. <sighs> well, <Wow. laughs> um, you kind of answered this a little bit, Mariah, but like I kind of want you to give me more details. When, like, when the divorce like conversation was brought up, who brought it up? And well, I guess we already answered that completely. Well, so I definitely think he brought it up, mm-hmm. um, but to finalize it, I think I had to push it more because I feel like it was just kind of there, mm-hmm. and I feel like it was a scare tactic, like here's the paper and then didn't do anything about it. And so I think I pushed it, but I also kept saying, okay, well either we keep going to counseling and we work on this or we're going and we're making this finalized. And then it kind of was cable then. Cause I, he, he was never one for counseling to begin with. I think that's a, 
a very common thing with yeah. men is they don't think they think it means you have problems and yeah. need help and other people they don't know what's going on so they can't judge what i have to say or what what the problems are and i yeah. think that's one thing that needs to change is yeah. men need to be a little bit more open to the idea that like counselors are there not to be like they're there to like definitely neutralize mm-hmm. and like help out and i think for me when i first went in i definitely thought she took his side more yeah. than mine but i do think that it needs to kind of be more of like a common thing yeah and an okay thing for men to kind of accept that you can go get help yeah especially cuz marriage if it's your first marriage you're new to it neither of you yeah. know what you're doing you need that guidance and even in a second marriage like it, it's a different person so it's a different relationship yeah. you still need that guidance well, i think i should have i mean to be honest and i think we've said this i mean i've told like said this before i definitely should have gone way earlier into mm-hmm. my marriage. I yeah. shouldn't have waited because I think I waited it was bad. a year. Yeah. And then it was really bad. And I think I should have just gone from the beginning when I started to notice things because uh-huh. I think, not saying it could have helped the marriage because I definitely think it was not a lost cause, but I think there was definitely too much yeah. to like fix and to yeah. work on. But I do think that it would have maybe helped us sooner mm-hmm. to kind of come to that realization. Of For sure. This, we're not the same people. Yeah. And that was the biggest problem yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, what was the question? Who brought up divorce. Oh. So mine is kind of tricky because the last, I would say, two or three years of the marriage, it was on and off. Like we had separated a few times. I had left. He had left. Um, divorce got thrown around a lot, but it was never like, hey, this is happening. But then one night... It was actually almost a year ago, which is so funny that like yours was three, four years ago. Mine was exactly a year ago at this time. Um, We were like in bed one night and he was just like, are you happy with me? I remember. Oh, this is so bad. Stu was in the next bedroom. So Stu heard this all firsthand. I have like my ear to their door. I'm like, what's going on? I feel like towards the last few months, like we would fight a lot and it was like, not good fighting. And then towards the end, it was more just like we were living as roommates, like separate lives. It was kind of like we both gave up and I would just let him game. He would let me work a ton. And that was something I was guilty of as I did throw myself into work like 2000% because I wasn't happy, um, which I am a little grateful for because I built what I built during this time. But at the same time, like now I realize that wasn't good. But we were kind of just living separate lives. So he was just like, what are we doing? Are you happy with me? And normally I was always in that fear mode of like losing comfort, you know, because even if you're unhappy and it's not a good relationship, it's still your comfort zone. And your routine. Yeah. It's kind of, it's been that way. For your families become each other's yeah. families. Like, so I would always just be too scared to be honest. And I would just say like, no, I'm fine. I'm just tired. I'm busy. I'm stressed, whatever. So this time I was like, I have to be honest. And so I was just like, no, I'm not happy. And I don't think we're good together. And I finally just kind of laid it out there. And it's funny because once you do lay it out there and you're honest, it's kind of hard to go back from that. So I ended up telling him like, I'm not in love with you anymore. Like my feelings have changed. I love you as a person, but I don't have that like love I should for a husband. And once you say that, like, what, what do you do? You know? So he ended up leaving. It was like 2 AM. He ended up leaving. He's like, I'm going to go stay with my friend. So he went out and then, and I was like, okay. Back. And then came back. <laughs> this and, is what woke me up. Cause the garage door opened and like the house and like the security system was like, garage door open, open. front door open, back door, sliding glass door open. And this is- <laughs> it was so bad. And he comes back and he's like, uh, there's a bunch of stuff in the way of my car. Can you come help me move it? So I'm like, okay. So in the middle of the night I had to go out and like help him move stuff in our garage so he could back out as we're like you separating. You should have pulled yeah. up Candy Crush on your phone and be like, sorry, I'm gaming. <laughs> you should have asked me before. I should have. That actually would have been funny. So then finally he like drives away. And I remember that night, like when we had separated in the past, I was always like devastated and bawling. And like, I have to get back with him. I was, but this time, like I cried, but I was in a different mindset. No, to be honest, like, cause I've been, I've been there when you've, you've had like those fights and Mm -hmm. you've separated. And I feel like every time you kind of had this mentality of, I, I need to go back. Totally. And, and I've always told you, cause I mean, I was obviously divorced yeah. too at the time. So I kind of just kept telling you, you know, you got to do it when you're ready yeah. or when you, you did tell to, me that and it's not up to anybody else and you have to go with what you feel comfortable with. If yeah. this is what you want, then that's what you want. Mm-hmm. But I do remember that last time you, when I talked to you after you told me, I, you were completely different. Yeah. 
I could tell that like the switch kind of was like it went off. Yeah. You were just you almost seemed kind of at peace. I did. It was it. weird. Like I cried yeah. for like 15 minutes. And after that, I was like, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. Because I mean, there've been, cause we've had multiple conversations yeah. of, I mean, Chicago, we were having conversations mm-hmm. and like, we've had conversations outside. I remember we went to like a food truck and we had yeah. conversations just, so I remember you were on the whole journey a with lot me. of times where it, you, we both kind of weren't sure what we were doing yeah. and we would vent to each other. And Every time you kind of, you would go back and you just were fine with it. And yeah. You were okay with it, which isn't a bad thing, but I think this time you definitely clicked. Yeah. And, it, and something sunk in. And I think I had, like, I, I think about that a lot. I think I had to go through each fight and you each separation, to. every experience I had with yeah. him, it all meant something. And it had to be that we separated at that exact moment. And now looking back at the last year, everything fell into place. Yeah. Crazy timing. Like, yeah. I would not have my angel baby if I had left him sooner. I wouldn't have the marriage I have right now. I wouldn't have anything I have. Um, And, you know, to be fair, I also wouldn't have what I have now if I hadn't have gotten married. Like, you know, my ex-husband didn't help me with any of the business, but he did – he was a part of that time in my life and it inspired me to do what I did. So I'm grateful for everything because even if they were bad experiences, it it led to where I am. Definitely, I think definitely what people – because I've had people be like – why did you stay so long? Mm-hmm. Why did like why did you live there, you know, during it all? And really the reality is is I think you know what's best for you and like, yeah. what you need at the time. For sure. And whether or not like you look back and think, "Oh man, why like yeah, why did I do that? Why didn't I pay attention?" I think you learn from it and I think that's things that like Well, hindsight is 2020. 20. <laughs> yeah. Like I learned from those things and I definitely wanted to get back. Yeah. Well, so. and it ties into what your therapist was doing, how she wanted you to oh, try yeah. everything. Yeah, so she kept that's the thing. So she kept telling me to do all these things and I go game with him. Go and I mean, guys, our exes wanted us to be gamers and they oh. wanted us to like not be girls be that made money online. Like we yeah. yeah we were going to be streamers because that was like, I don't even know what that is. That was the hot thing to do. It was, it was girls, hot girls. Yeah. In bikinis gaming. like bikinis gaming. On video. They wanted you to do that? Yeah. It was weird. Come on. So, so it was like, there's just, that didn't, I didn't understand that. So my counselor kept telling me to do these things. And I was so frustrated. I remember calling Jess and being like, I don't want to go back. I'm so upset. Why is she telling me these things? And then I did one-on-one with her and she told me the reason I'm having you do this is because you're the type who is going to do everything you can. And if it doesn't work out, then you know, you at least tried. Yeah. And a hundred percent, like if I didn't do certain things, I would have still been like, what if I do that? What Mm -hmm. if, what if I didn't, you know, what if I didn't try gaming? Mm -hmm. What if I, which (laughs) I did, and I don't want to do it again. So. <laughs> you learned. I learned. It's and so I true. Ask questions on dates for that. Yep. <laughs> um, I remember one thing that happened with you and Tigger, Jess, <laughs> that um, it's whenever I came out for the grand opening of Jay-Z yeah. 3, and one of the nights I stayed with you, and Jess is like, I have a guest bedroom. You can come and like just stay with me one night. We're having a summer party. <gasps> so I get there, and then ends up, I don't remember what was going on with the room. Like Maybe it was like... I think the bed wasn't put together. Like oh, you yeah. put a new bed in there, saw the mattress against the wall. And so like I ended up sleeping in a loft, like on right the couch. Up, on the couch, like upstairs. Like you know how our old house yeah, was and it was like her mat. Little, it was yeah. like a it was yeah. like a loft right in front of her master bedroom door. And yeah. I was like, Okay, and like she her and Tigger and the dogs are just happy as can be and they're like, Okay, good night, sweet dreams, want some water, let me tuck you in. Like it was just the cutest thing closed the door and I was like all I heard was yelling and arguing the rest of the night and I was like whoa and I was and like so she's then, in the next room and you heard that yeah and I was like I'm, yeah I'm right here <laughs> and so I'm just like do I go to the bathroom do I go downstairs do I like call an Uber and bounce like what so do I do and so then when I moved here I'm like I've been here a month and she's like yeah I'm getting a door so I was like I'm not really surprised <laughs> yeah he's like mm, makes sense <laughs> I will say though that like and this is awful because I shouldn't I mean we as a group when that Winnie the Pooh group yeah we sometimes would try and like poke the bear uh-huh. with Tigger to like and this is awful to get you to see how fast it would be to get you guys to fight really and this is so bad but you guys you guys were we down to fight every time we went out yeah every time mm-hmm. and and so we almost, would pick on each other so much in public so I don't much. know why and I don't know how you guys like I just sat there and I was like 
Oh my goodness. And it was it was mainly the boys that would be like, well, let's see how quick we yeah. can do this. Yeah. And they would they would do it. They would just try and find like one little argument that they knew that they disagreed mm-hmm. on. Well, and, and Tigger had like no um like what's the word? Like boundary, like he would fight in front of anyone. Like oh, yes. usually if you're like out in public, you're like, we'll talk about this we'll when we get home. But it's like, nope, no. it was just it was yeah. out there and it was just and it was uncomfortable yeah. and awkward. Awkward and so yeah. It, yeah. Craziness. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> mm. Um now that you've like been through the your divorce and everything, like what's life like after the divorce? <laughs> well <laughs> um I'm still on Tinder. <laughs> so um if you see me, swipe right. Yeah, right. I love it. Um no actually I'm very hesitant about apps now because I just yeah. don't know. But that's I mean, these days it's how do you date people? It's just kind of hard. Yeah. But um I would say it took about two years to really kind of shake off like my ex to kind of just be like, because I always, and I, and I don't know why. And everybody kept telling me, why do you still feel bad? Why are you still Ugh, like worst. feeling bad? And why are you, because my ex wanted me back mm-hmm. and everybody would tell me, Oh, he, that was his biggest regret. He wishes he would have you back. And he would try, he tried for a good two years to get me back. Mm -hmm. And I, I just knew, and he would try so hard that he would say like, I'll be whatever you want me to be. And that's the thing is I don't want you to be anybody but yourself. And so if you have to be something else, you're going to like, regret it and he'll resent you you're, you're gonna resent me for being somebody you're not and I don't want to deal with that I'm not I there have definitely been things that have been said that I don't know how I can easily forgive my ex mm-hmm. for some comments that have been made however I don't wish like any ill on him and I think he, I hope that he can like forgive himself yeah but I do think for me it took two years to kind of get that whole feeling bad for him and trying to like check mm-hmm. on him when he did reach out and ask, you know, I'm in need of help. And I mean, and you cared about him. You're I not going to just be like, him. sorry, like it's hard to cut that tie. Yeah. I mean, we, Stu, you were there when we reached out one time. Uh-huh. And... It's like my first memory of you. I think that was the first yeah. time. No, wait, maybe so it was the... It was, that's probably the first time we really hung out. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um... Did he... T- how did that happen? Did he text me or did you... <laughs> no. He Snapchatted. Wait, earrings. It was the earring. What? Didn't he get his was... ear pierced? <gasps> he got his he, ear pierced. Yes, and we saw it on Snapchat or something. He, yeah. He was going to make... Um, that was funny. He was, he was going to make my diamond ring... An earring. Because you didn't want yeah. the ring back? Because I didn't take the ring back. And he didn't know what else to that's do. That's a cry for help. Diamonds. So he was going to make it an earring. And that's what I heard. And so I asked Jess to yeah. like, see if that was true. And then it ended up being like a 30 a minute completely opposite oh. conversation of what we thought. He didn't know I was with you. So I called him. Yeah. And I feel, I feel bad because yeah. like. Like Stu said, none of us knew that that was going to happen. No, and he started like bawling, like spilling yeah, his heart. And, and I was like, oh. And I felt so bad because like, I I know he's hurting and I know he regrets it. Yeah. And I know that there are things that like, he did wrong, but let me, like, let's be honest. A marriage is two ways. Like, For sure. Mm-hmm. I know I could have handled things differently. Yeah. I know I could have like done things differently. But in the end, like we just were completely opposite of mm-hmm. each other. And so I was trying to really just let him see that and understand that because I always wanted to be friends with him yeah. always, mm-hmm. but he kind of couldn't let that happen. And mm-hmm. it just ended up, I needed to just cut all ties yeah. and be done and not see him, not see my dog, not like, and at one point, even after my divorce, I quit the business. Yeah. Like I was gone from Jay-Z for Because I was year. still in the friend group that your yeah. ex was in, so mm-hmm. it was hard for you. And you just started the hair extensions, and I quit. Yeah. And it was and it was hard because, like, I just had to step away from just, like, everybody kind of connected, and I just had to kind of regroup and just figure out, like, mm-hmm. 
because it was constant reminder of what was going on. Yeah. And so I don't blame you. I'm sure that was good. I came back and I was like, I don't know if they're going to originally, it was just me being like, I would love to help you put together your second salon. Yeah. And you came that like when that was happening. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, do you want to work for us again? And I was thrilled that, but you needed that time. I needed that time. I think anyone going through a divorce, every situation is so different, but you need that time for yourself. And I am a hypocrite because I did not have that time for myself, but, (laughs) um, everyone's different and everyone's situation is different. Mariah needed two years and there was still communication those yeah. two years. And, you know, that happened with mine. As soon as some things transpired, the communication was cut off and it yeah. was different, you know? Yeah. And I also jumped into a new relationship quickly. And that's not the best thing for most people. But for me, everyone always jokes that I move at like a whirlwind oh, pace. 100%. Yeah. And so it was, yeah. for me, it was right because I had to jump quickly. And also I do know that if I maybe wouldn't have met Jordan, Jordan shortly after my separation, I probably would have gone back and that wouldn't have been the best thing for anyone. Yeah. So, you know, that happened for me, but for you, I think you needed that time I to pull away. Time. And I even dated, I even dated after, like yeah. right after. You did. Yep. And poor guy. I mean, he had to, and if he listens, you know, he knows who he is, but (laughs) he had to deal with a lot of like my emotional like trauma from it because there were a lot of triggers that I just didn't realize had like come up. Yeah. And he was there when I found out my stuff was being thrown out. And so, and it's also hard because you almost blame the new person for your ex's mistakes Yeah, and you have to remember that they're not the same. So that is one thing that I do with a lot of future (laughs) current, whatever relationships (laughs) I automatically assume that they're going to do what my ex did. And I know it's a problem. I know I've gone to counseling. Like I know it's a huge thing because I tend to feel like they're going to leave me almost. Yeah. The fact of like, well, they're going to leave me. Mm -hmm. And so you push them away. And not only that, I apologize. So my last relationship and he can totally say this happens. (laughs) I still do it. I apologize for everything, no matter what it is. If it's as simple as I didn't have the right cheese, I apologize. (laughs) And it drives me crazy because like, you have to stop apologizing. That's a victim mentality. And it is because I, I always feel like I'm in the wrong and I kind of still, and I guess even, you know, three years now after my divorce, Mm -hmm. I'm still feeling like. I always do something wrong. And so it's something that I think I'm kind of always going to have to work through, but I hope whoever like moving forward can understand that, but it's going to be something that I'm going to have to deal with. Yeah. It's something that kind of has shaped you into the person you are today. And it's always going to be with you. I think that divorce is so devastating because it's not a regular breakup. It's, you know, that is going to affect you the rest of your life. It's going to affect your future children, your future relationships. It's, you know, dissolving a whole future you thought you had with yeah. someone and that's never going to not affect you, yeah, you know? I mean, cause here you are thinking like, you're going to have like this family with this yeah. person and kids with this person and it kind of all just crumbles apart and mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of your dream of like what you think of when you're little of like a family and kids yeah. kind of just all of a sudden disappears. And, and you so, never dream of getting divorced. Yeah, like that's not part of the plan. You're never the one who's like, yeah, I'm going to get, I'm the one that's divorced. And it was hard because yeah. I feel like my family went through a lot of things at once. Like when I was getting married, my mom was going through chemo yeah. and my dad got laid off from his job. And then I feel like, and then my niece has medical issues and it's one thing I after added, another. And then I added on like, divorce yeah. and, and here I am feeling bad because I'm like so my parents paid for a, a wedding. wedding oh when uh, my dad was laid out like when I felt no guilty money, too like I just felt so guilty and so I'm you know elope next time just, <laughs> right that's why I'm doing a destination making yeah, it easy it's just I mean so there's things that I definitely I like have taken into relationships that I need to change yeah that makes sense hard um, if you could go back and just like give yourself a piece of, of advice or like you know, someone who's going through similar situations, like this question is for you both. Like what would you tell yourself like back in the day, if you could mm-hmm. like step in a time machine oh or like tell someone that like just needed to hear like the best piece of advice that helped both of you? Oh, that's a hard one. Well, I think one thing that I didn't realize until after is my ex and I didn't fight until we got married. Mm. And and I took it as this is an amazing thing. Yeah. We're not arguing, we're not fighting. And then when we did, I realized like 
what kind of fighter he was. You need to see that before and you get married. So I think my advice would be um, definitely date, you know, all four seasons. Yeah, and a road trip. And a road trip. So true. Which, well, okay, we went on a road trip, so <laughs> I, I didn't see a lot of things on that either. But I would definitely say you kind of need to be able to see how you fight. And not saying that, like, fighting is a good thing, but... To be able to communicate is the biggest thing. Is 100%. How do you communicate with each other? How are you one that's going to constantly like turn it and blame the other person? Or are you mm-hmm. going to try and like sit down and understand, okay, this is what they're, this is what they're seeing. And like, this is what they're experiencing. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, so I think the biggest thing for me is I would definitely see how you communicate. And if you're not fighting and I mean, I was six months in and I wasn't fighting. If you're not fighting by six months, something is yeah, seriously Because every relationship has arguments, even oh friendships. Like, I, well, even like, yeah, yeah, roommates, friendships, even just like the guys I dated after, like yeah. we fought. And to me, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so good because I can see like how you react yeah. to a disagreement or an argument. And mm-hmm. it just was, it was really eye-opening to realize like, Oh, you you are understanding, or oh, you definitely take your side, or you don't. Yeah. Take, you know what I mean. You so, need to know those things. Yeah, you have to. It's funny you say that because one of the most eye-opening experiences I had involved something like that. Um, when me and Tigger were going through our divorce, um, I remember it was like a few months after we had separated, we were filing the papers and we had to make certain decisions about the papers. And he just started screaming at me, and we were yelling at each other, and. Our fights were always like that. Um, and I just remember leaving being like, oh my gosh, like this is exactly why I'm doing this. Like I can't keep doing this. And then I had started seeing Jordan already. It was very new. Um, but I went to Jordan's that night and um, we had an argument, me and Jordan. And I don't even remember what it was about, but we had an argument and we started fighting and we resolved it and we moved on. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, I fought with, Tigger and Jordan in the same day, and it was two completely, completely different experiences. Different, yeah. Yeah. And it's almost kind of, it makes you feel like, okay, not, because I think a lot of the times with maybe like our generation is we automatically feel like things have to be easy. Uh-huh. Things are instant. Everything's instant. Instant yeah. education, instant like. So if you can't True. resolve, like, if it's not, if things are going wrong, it's like, oh, well, I can just move on to yeah. the next thing. Oh, for and sure. The reality is, is like, okay, it may not be that situation that you, and we've talked about this too. Uh-huh. If you're okay to, if you're willing to put up with these things, then that's fine. Yeah. Accept it, learn how to work with it. Yes. If you're not, you're going to have something else with the next person. Uh-huh. And it just, you have to pick and choose. Yeah. Like, which one are you wanting to Mm-hmm. deal with and yeah and that's exactly true like now I'm remarried and me and Jordan fight all the time it's not that I just have a perfect marriage now yeah. you know um but we know how to resolve it better than me and my mm-hmm. previous husband did and I feel like it's healthier yeah. arguments like it never crosses the line like it did in the past relationship so yeah. it's definitely a different experience um but if I could give one piece of advice mine would probably be if you are someone that's in a situation right now where you are you know in a bad relationship a marriage you're you know thinking of leaving my biggest piece of advice is follow your gut because the last few years I knew it was going to end yeah, eventually you, you, you did you had that I knew it and everyone knew it oh, but yeah. I was too scared to act on it and yes I had to like the timing that I ended up leaving was perfect so timing is everything but just don't be afraid to follow your gut and don't let your fears drowned, you know, like what you deserve around you. Yes, exactly. Cause you need to know what you deserve. And at the end of the day, it got to a point where I was like, you know, I deserve to be happy, but he also does too. And this relationship isn't serving him either. We did not make each other our best versions. Um, so even though there's things he's done that I'll never forgive and he maybe feels the same way about me. Um, at the end of the day, I wanted him to be happy and I wanted me to be happy. And we both are right now. And I, I definitely like guys like, Jess has always wanted like there to be peace. It's not mm-hmm. like there was ever anything. And so I think there have been definitely stories out there. And yeah. I, I don't think people, and that's the thing that I've had to kind of like, I'm frustrated with like with my marriage too, is yeah. people would 
people would say things and then you'd be like, well, where did you even get that information from? Because mm -hmm. unless you're truly the one in it experiencing, you never know. You really don't have any room to talk. No. And even like me, I was super close to your situation. Yeah. I still can't talk on your behalf. Yeah. I wasn't there, you yeah. know? So it's like, you're totally right. And, and in a small town when people get divorced, it becomes, you know, public Everybody gossip. And, yep. and with you being public already, yeah, it was 10 times worse. Everybody knew your all and it's and that was the hard thing is there have been so many rumors yeah, you know like so many rumors and people just they don't realize that like you i mean you guys don't realize there i've been there yeah a lot of different conversations and fights and yeah i think that if anybody is saying that like jess is completely to blame that's <laughs> not true and i'm not saying that tigger is you know completely to blame mm -hmm. everybody has you know oh i made mistakes for sure like i i know what i did yeah, wrong and, we, and you know you've admitted that you put a lot of work yep. you put your you know your attention into work and yeah. that was something and that was something that we always talked about too is because i was one who loved to spend time yeah and and i think me and tigger were very similar in yeah. that sense that we loved like our quality time yeah we always person. joked that like i would have been better yeah, with your we, ex we and you would have been better always, with mine we always joked about that because we were so opposite from each other yeah but i think like in the end i think nobody has any room to talk yeah when you're not there and you're not the one in the position and i Amen. think that's something that like anybody who is in that position Yes, it is good to listen to other people's advice mm -hmm. and to try and see from like an outsider's perspective yeah. of what's going on. However, nobody can make that decision but you. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like it is scary to make a decision like divorce or a breakup and you're worried about what people will think about you. But don't worry about that. You have to do what's right for you. Yeah. And you're right. It has to be you making that decision, not someone forcing you to or anything like that. So if you're going through something like this, feel free to reach out to me or Mariah. We can give you advice, but I hope that helped too. Definitely. What? <clears throat> wow. <laughs> well, something we always do on our podcast is peaks and pits, and that's going to be your high point of the week and your low point of the week. So today's for, for our peak and pits. I wanted to change it up a little bit, and instead of you guys telling me your peak and pick of the week, I want to know, drum roll please. <laughs> your peak and pit about getting divorced like the worst thing that came Ooh. about from it or and then also like the best thing that came about from it all right let's talk peaks and pits oh i like that that's kind of hard um okay so my pit from my divorce was just the fact that it is ending something that you thought would last forever. Um, you know, you do intertwine your lives and your families. And I did feel like his family was my family and it was really hard to lose all those relationships. Um, I actually still keep in contact with like some members of his family and it's great that I can do that and that they're like so neutral and don't take sides and they love them and they love me and it's all great. So, um, I would say the hardest thing is just like losing that, like losing the family, losing that relationship you once had. Um, even though it was the right decision, it was really hard to lose, you know, someone who's just been a constant in your life. For me, it was six years like mm -hmm. that, you know, even if I just kind of thought of him as a brother towards the end, it's still hard to lose that. Um, and it was hard to go through all those emotions. I definitely felt a lot of guilt. Um, I moved on a lot quicker than he did in the beginning. And I felt really guilty because of that. Um, there was also a lot of rumors going around to, to this day. I still hear rumors and that's probably been hard too, because, you know, everyone in this small town knows each other. And then also I have this public platform and so people talk and that's been difficult. Um, I want to clear one rumor up right here. There's some things I can't talk about. Um, I'm just like not allowed to. And so I won't talk about it, but there have been rumors that my ex's family put in money for my business. Mm -hmm. Not true. So that rumor is going around that I basically like took their money and ran. Um, that's not true. It was a hundred percent me and my family. Um, so when rumors like that pop up, it's just hard. Cause it's like, ugh, like, you know, it's like you want to defend yourself, but at the end of the day, I know the truth about everything that happened. So do my friends and family. And like I said, there's a lot more that went into the story. And I think the hardest thing for me with like how our story ended was that it doesn't just affect me. It affects other people. Like, in the future and that's really hard um and i think i am just kind of like disappointed in how he handled a lot of things uh but you know the peak of all this is that i got to start over and i got a fresh start and i got a new life and 
you know, a lot of times when you get divorced, like with your situation, you had the two years of back and forth. I'm, you know, fortunate enough that the communication has been cut and I don't have that. I don't have to co-parent the way I thought I was going to have to. Um, so I was able to move on and find a new husband and I have a child with him and it's great. And I have a stepdaughter and my life's so different than I, it was a year ago. Um, but I'm so grateful. So the peak of it is just that everything came full circle. The timing of everything was so perfect. And even though it was hard during it, now I look back and realize that it all happened for a reason. And I'm so grateful I had the strength to leave a situation that wasn't, you know, doing me any good or him any good. Um, and I think the peak of it is just that I was able to find the life I was, you know, supposed to be living the whole time. So, um, those would be my peaks and pits. <laughs> oh man. So follow that one. Up. I, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I definitely think my pit was all the stuff after the divorce. Yeah. Um, there were some very nasty, nasty things that were said and done, um, not only to me, but about my family. Yeah, and a lot of harassment. A lot of harassment. And I think it was hard just on like my relationships that I had. With yeah you know guys I was dating and I think that's something that is definitely a big pit for me is because I wish I could kind of get over certain things so yeah. that I can move forward and I hope I can but the peak of it is I feel like I have learned so much more about just being accepting of understanding people's stories yeah. because you really don't know people's stories no and you don't know why they're doing certain things, why they're, you know, acting a certain way or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's not an excuse for everything, but I do feel like I am not as hard on people when they do something. You're not as quick to judge. Yes, yeah, that's a good thing. I definitely feel people judge me quick. Yeah. And so I think that's something that I've definitely taken that's out. That's so cool. So. I love that. It's so important to keep in mind that you never know what someone's going through. And even if their story is on social media like mine, you still never know what happened behind the scenes. <laughs> um, I love that. Um, just to kind of finish this episode off, I just wanted to say that, you know, I've said this a few times, but this is in no way like calling our exes out. Um, I think that we both agree, like we still have love for those people, oh, yeah, you know, 100%. and those relationships happen for a reason. They taught us so much. And, um, even if things ended badly, I will always care for Ticker and I hope that he's doing well. And I'm so happy. Yeah. Nothing like that. Yeah. It, I'm so happy to hear that he's doing good and that's all I want. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how my ex is doing. So. <laughs> That's probably a good thing, though. But I do hope that, you know, he is doing well. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't really know either. I just hear things. But what I hear is good. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And Mariah, thank you for coming on. And even Thanks to you, Jesse, for... Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on my podcast. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys both for just coming on and being honest and like respectful of your situations. I hope you guys listening at home or wherever you may be can take some of Mariah and Jesse's stories and things that they've went through and kind of like help you if you're going through a hard time at, at all. If you ever need anything, both of the girls are always a DM away and it's they're true. happy to give you advice or talk to you about anything you're going through. Just um, as a veteran who's been through divorce, Mariah, do you want to tell people where they can find you at? Yes. My Instagram is mhoney underscore eight i believe i think so i'll double check for you <laughs> i, I know it's m honey tag, but i do know it's m honey there's an eight in there but i can't remember if it's underscore yep, eight it is. so <laughs> and you can find that in the show notes <laughs> find me on that and reach out to me well we will collect her correct instagram name make sure we have those in the show notes below you guys thanks again for listening you can catch all updates for the podcast on our instagram at jzstyles.co that's where we post everything about our podcast new episodes and everything else you can find me on instagram at stew.styles with a z at the end and i am jz.styles and just jesse with four eyes thank you guys so much for listening to this episode i really hope it does help you if you're going through a hard time and we'll talk to you later thanks for listening thanks for letting us ramble see ya